There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What the world needs now is positivity. Connecting, relating, and being human together is where it's at. Hi there, honey German, and I know life happens, but trust, you got this. And State Farm got us. It feels good knowing that State Farm agents are there to help you choose the right coverage with great support 24-7. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Tengo diabetes. Yo, asma. Estamos en riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca o tienes 65 años o más, estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocócica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocócica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar20 en español.com. Living life as a gringo Where you question Where you fit in Every time you mingle They say you do this With not enough that My rapping is really bad <laughs> This life as a gringo Yes, hello and welcome to another episode Of Life as a Gringo I am Dramos, of course Hope y'all had an amazing weekend I am, uh I'm excited about today's show Because I'm gonna give y'all a taste I feel like I've been doing this Like little by little But I've mentioned a bunch on the show. I'm currently writing a book that is kind of based off of the concept of this podcast and a lot of the principles that that I talk about that I feel like are incredibly important and that I feel like have been incredibly important to to me living my life, uh, you know, truly authentically, right? So I want to kind of share one of them uh, with y'all on, on the show today. And and the idea of, of this one is embracing the pivot. And and this is all about, you know, moving around with where life takes you and, and not getting married to a particular goal. And I think I've, I've kind of touched on this in various ways, you know, here and there uh, throughout the course of, of this podcast, which we launched it over a year ago, which is incredible to say. And we just hit our 100th episode last week, I think. So first and foremost, thank you all so much. You've been riding with me since day one or whenever you hopped on. I appreciate the support. Uh, I'm really excited. We're gonna be bringing you season two uh, coming up, so I'm really excited about that one. But but moving on, enough about me and uh, and this this podcast. But you know, one of the the concepts that I've been writing about that I think has been really helpful for me in my life and in my career has been this concept of of embracing the pivot. I think oftentimes in life we all get so married 
to one thing, you know, be it a a person or an idea, a career, uh, a value system, whatever it might be, a place, right? And and we start missing out on the potential things that life is is putting out there for us, you know, to take advantage of, right? You've heard the saying of like blocking your blessings, right? And and I've been stewing on this a lot lately, and I'm gonna kind of get into into that in the Mihenta segment where I've been coming to some really big realizations, right? Even as somebody who's all about embracing the pivot and is aware of it, I think I didn't realize just how deep this concept can go. So I want to kind of share some of the revelations that I've been having as of late. And and some of it is due in part to this book I've been reading, or I just finished called The Surrender Experiment by Michael Singer. And I had referenced uh, a bit of it um, on a previous episode. I think I was more so talking about his uh, his podcast, but uh, it was the idea of the, the bird flopping in the lake that uh, that that story was from Michael Singer and his podcast. And this is one of his books called The Surrender Experiment. And it's all about, you know, surrendering yourself to to life's plan rather than trying to sort of fight the inevitable of, of, of what happens in life and just allowing, uh, you know, the universe and, and life itself to to bring you to where you're supposed to be. So I want to touch on that in our for the people in the back segment, kind of give you a deep dive because I feel like that's been kind of inspiring this new uh, sort of second wind uh, I, I've been having on the Embrace the Pivot idea. No Ask a Gringo for today's show, but we'll do that, of course, on our Thursday Trends episode uh, on, on Thursday. Now, uh, with that said, though, man, I want to I want to dive into all of this. I'm, I'm really excited to kind of give you something I've been working on in real time. So let's uh, let's do a deep dive into this idea of of surrendering and how it relates to the pivot. And we'll, we'll do that in a segment we call for the people in the back. Say a lot for the people in the back. All right, so the idea of pivoting, it can be, you know, thought of in, in various ways. And, and you know, some of the ways is surrendering to life, right? Or God's plan, you know, all of the above. However, you know, we sort of grew up around it or we've heard it spoken. You know, the idea of pivoting is just being open to different possibilities that you may not have planned upon, right? And this has been so crucial for me in my career. And I've mentioned that a bunch of times on this podcast, you know, but the the one thing I always pat myself on the back for is the fact that while I set goals and while I went after them, you know, uh, with tenacity, I always allowed myself to have flexibility and to be unafraid of of maybe changing that goal or or seeing a new opportunity and, and following up with that one. Right. That's one thing I always commend myself on, because I know it's incredibly difficult, you know, for for so many people, especially if you're incredibly passionate about something, right? Like, how do you give up something that you're really passionate about that you've worked so hard for? How do you kind of just, you know, move away from it and go on to something else? And, and on the flip side of that, how do you know when you're supposed to kind of double down on the thing that you're passionate about, you know, um, uh, because something is about to happen for you, right? Like how many times we've heard stories of somebody sort of giving up way too early on their goal or their dream, right? So it's, it's a weird balance that, that life has that we're all just trying to figure out. But getting back to this, this book that I kind of want to do a bit of a, a of a deep dive because I think it sets a really good premise for the idea of pivoting and the power uh, of the idea of, of, of pivoting, right? The power that comes along with embracing the pivot in, in this thing that we call life. So Michael Singer, 
was a, a college student when he began to develop this idea of, of surrender, right? And, and surrendering to, to life. And, you know, he, he first began with this by just sort of making, you know, a, a mental note or acknowledging the voice that we all have in our head, right? The voice that is always going, that is telling us, you know, random things that are stressing us out or, or you know, um, bringing up, you know, random shit from our, our past at the wrong times, right? That inner voice that we all have that, that tends to drive us crazy at times, right? He began to become fascinated with what was this voice and how can one silence it, right? Or if at all, is that possible? So he then discovered meditation, right? And and this allowed him to begin to get more and more clarity on what he could do to bring that sort of inner peace that he was looking for. And he began to really just kind of, you know, become less and less invested in his old life and more and more invested in the idea of yoga and meditation. He would meditate for, for hours and got to a point where he, you know, meditated for, for hours one day and like the, the noise in his head just completely stopped. And... And this is kind of the the ultimate like peak of the mountain when it comes to meditation uh, for a lot of yogis. You know, I, I actually was fortunate enough to experience this when I went away to the personal growth retreat, the Hoffman process, where, you know, we we did a visualization. And by the end of it, your mind was just completely quiet, like no random thoughts going on in your head. And it was the most surreal feeling of of peace that I've ever experienced in my entire life. I remember we. We did it, and then, uh, and then, like right afterwards, you know, we were breaking for, for dinner, and I just remembered, like, you know, not wanting to leave my chair, like the peace that I was, I was having, I was experiencing. You know, I kind of just, you know, sat in my chair for a little bit longer, just so I could could experience it, you know. And then even going to dinner, you know, uh, we we had to sit in dinner in silence so that we could really kind of process all that we were we were doing the work that we had done you know just just before dinner and having that inner peace in my mind where uh, I don't have all these voices going on in my head and I'm not numbing out you know with uh, music or listening to a podcast or something like that like I could hear you know the inner workings of the room so much clearly right the the dining hall that I never made you know much note of I'm hearing all these different sounds and seeing all these different things that I never even noticed before right because I have this inner peace in my mind so Michael essentially ends up having that feeling right in his last longer and he's able to recreate it because he begins to master meditation and, and again is able to do this for, for hours on end. Right. And and what Michael begins to to want to do with his life, he dedicates his life essentially at this point to just being in meditation. That's all he wants to do. Right. So he, he he's not really super interested in the career that he's studying. He is uh, just doing the bare minimum he can to stay in college and not get kicked out. And every free moment that he gets is spent, you know, uh, indulging in this idea of of meditation. And I'll kind of fast track it a bit, you know, not to, to get too long winded with it. If you want to read it, you can read it against the surrender experiment. But he, he basically ends up buying this plot of land in Florida that becomes kind of his sanctuary. It's like a cabin that he wants to live in by himself in the middle of nowhere and just become a, a yogi. And along this way. Along this path, I should say, of of wanting to just meditate essentially all the time, all his free time, he's being presented with with these these different opportunities, right? And uh, and 
I can't remember exactly what was kind of the thing that made him have this this point of surrender where he just was like, fuck it, I'm going to listen to everything life throws at me. But essentially, he made this deal with himself where he decides that he's just going to go along with whatever life throws at him. And he's going to take advantage of those opportunities, even if his inner voice tells him, no, I don't want to do this. Right. He, he's just going to kind of surrender again to everything that life has. And this first starts with getting a teaching job. Right. And he's like, man, I don't want to be a teacher. I just want to go in the woods and meditate. But he's like, fuck it. I'll, I'll be a teacher and all my other free time I'll spend in the woods. And then from there, he ends up, uh, you know, starting a construction company basically by accident because somebody liked the work that he did on the cabin he built himself. Right. And this ends up being like a wildly successful uh, business for him. And fast forward, you know, he, he ends up randomly buying his the first computer that he ever owned. Right. This is when computers first became a thing and becomes obsessed with that. Right. And and again, life is kind of throwing these different opportunities right at him. His main goal was to be alone in the woods. But little by little, life keeps presenting these different opportunities or different people in his life. And because he has made the the promise to himself that he's going to surrender to whatever life brings him good or bad, he he now gets thrust into all these different situations in life and inevitably ends up becoming like the CEO of a I think a billion dollar software company, right? And and then ends up losing all of that, not the wealth, but the the job and the company essentially, and ends up back at the cabin just writing uh you know books and and doing yoga and things like that, like ironically, right? And and throughout all the good or even the bad things that were happening, he completely surrendered to trusting in in life, and that as long as he was able to persevere through the bad times, he would be rewarded in some way, right? Like all of the bad times were meant for something. They were meant to lead him somewhere, right? Even all the negative things that happened with his company uh, ended up bringing him back to exactly where he wanted to be, right? And and that's the the kind of the beauty of, of being so open to what life throws at you, right? And this is kind of, uh, I think, the root of, of the idea of embracing the pivot in life, right? Because I, I, I think we all get so, so married or so fixated, so focused to this one thing, right? You know, this, this job, this career, this, this goal, you know, and, and even when it's not working, we're feeling like we're bashing our head against the wall and we're just ignoring any other, you know, outcome that could possibly happen because we're just so fixated on this one way, right? It, it, it's like we have blinders on, you know, and you just keep running into a wall, running into a wall. Because that's the path that you told yourself you would take, right? And and you don't realize that if you would just turned around, you would see another opening that you could easily walk through instead of just having to bash your head against this wall repeatedly, right? And that, that's kind of a loose analogy, I think, for the idea of, of pivoting, you know? And, and again, Michael, you know, his goal was just to be living out in his cabin, make barely enough money to, to survive, and spend all of his free time meditating and, and doing yoga right and having that be the majority of his life but life kept throwing different things at him and and even when he thought to himself man this goes against what i i've set out for myself he still you know forced himself to be open enough to just see where it takes him right and this is tricky right because i think you don't want to just get yourself into too many random situations right or you know um, I know for me, I, I would get into a habit of collecting jobs and things like that. And I guess at the end of the day, you know, I'm not worse off for them, right? They were all an experience. They all helped me in some sort of way. You know, I, I think that 
I wouldn't say yes to everything. I want to be very caution, cautionary to that, right? I don't think you should be saying yes to absolutely everything. You know, I think you have to take in consideration your life, your lifestyle, your responsibilities before you just go on a whim and, and say yes to whatever the hell happens, right? Especially if you have a responsibility of a family, of a home, of kids, you know? Now, not to make those things give you an excuse for not being open to, to what life throws at you, but again, you have to kind of be uh, cautiously optimistic when looking at a new opportunity, right? Now, with that said, I, I, I truly believe that the goal doesn't really matter. And I've said this a bunch. And I kind of introduced you guys to a concept where I talked about, you know, the journey is really the main important thing. And the, the goal is simply like a flashlight in the dark that kind of guides us, uh, you know, in, towards a, a path to, to continue on, right? But that goal can can continue to change and it probably should continue to change as you get older. And that's not meant to be the end all be all, right? I, I'm somebody who has accomplished so many things that I've dreamed about in my life. And, and the one thing I've realized after accomplishing them is that they don't provide me the fulfillment that I thought that they would when I initially set out on that journey, right? On that goal. And it's because the goal never mattered, right? It, it really was all of the experiences that I got to have along the way while chasing this goal, right? Those are the things that are, are going to give you that happiness and that fulfillment, the relationships that you make during those times, the, the you know, things that you get to experience, the laughs that you get to share, you know, the, the hard times that teach you lessons and make you better, or all of the above. That's actually what really matters, right? And when you begin to view it that way, you can be a little bit more present to what's going on and be more grateful and have gratitude, right? And not be so obsessed with this one thing thinking it's going to change everything, right? And and when you begin to lessen the value of that goal, you then, I think, open yourself up to being able to pivot when something else comes along, when life presents you with an opportunity that at that moment in time is probably a better fit for you or may lead you to something better than you could have ever dreamed of. And that's happening with me right now. This podcast was not on my my original goal list, my plan, right? But I'm so grateful that that I, you know, allowed life to kind of just develop and just kind of followed, you know, uh, what, what was developing in front of me. Now, with that said, I want to kind of get into a bit of what I've been stewing on and, and uh, a realization I've been having at this point in my life, right? Because again, we never stop learning. We never stop I think fine-tuning ideas. I think as you get older, you begin to, to get a better grip on on things, and and you can hone in on on uh, you know the thoughts in your mind and what makes you happy and, and everything in between. But the learning process never stops, right? And even for me, somebody who reads a lot and shares experiences, I want to always make sure that you realize on this podcast, like like yourself, I am always in the process of growing and learning, and I'm just sharing with you things that I've learned along the way. And maybe I might unlearn something or find a better way to do something, right? And I'm just here to be a vessel to, to, to show you the human experience and, and hopefully for you to realize that you're not alone, right? So I'm, I'm sharing that to say that even while I've kind of known this concept and I think I've lived my life, especially my career, with the idea of always being open to the pivot, I also am, am now just realizing how big uh, th that actually is and, and I think what it actually is means uh, beyond just kind of the small steps of taking opportunities as they come, right? So I'm going to get into that for our Mijente segment. But first, let's take a quick break, and then we'll be right back. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. 
Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. As an actor, a producer, and a proud Latino father, my days can get very busy, which is why I make sure to dedicate time to what's important, like supporting my community through my work, sharing my Colombian and Venezuelan culture, and being present for my family, which is everything to me. Hey everyone, it's Wilmer Valderrama, and we're reflecting on what matters most. I start by giving thanks for good support in my life whenever I need to make the big decisions. How about you? If it's insurance you need, State Farm is there to help you choose the right coverage for you. And State Farm offers great support 24-7. Just call an agent. State Farm is also a big supporter of Michael Tuda Podcast Network by helping to share our Latinx voices. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite My Cultura shows wherever you get your podcast. Tengo diabetes. Yo, asma. Estamos en riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca o tienes 65 años o más, estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocócica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocócica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita prevnar 20 en español.com. In this conversation of embracing the pivot and what kind of really has inspired me to want to tackle this right now on the podcast, and I'm grateful that I've kind of been going over this in my head because uh, it's definitely something I want to add to the book. It's another realization that I've had, but I've been been recognizing that at this point in my life, my old programming or, or what has been working for me over the last few years no longer satisfies me anymore. And I have to embrace a new way of, of doing things, right? My, my priorities have changed. The things that make me happy have changed. How I want to spend my time has changed, right? And, and uh, I, I, I had a therapy session and my therapist kind of made me realize some things that I guess I already kind of knew. And it just sort of uh, like a good therapist would, they kind of hold a mirror up to you and you begin to kind of just talk to yourself and get this, this clarity, you know, that you've been seeking. But I, I've mentioned on the podcast, uh, I believe, you know, how one of the realizations I, I've kind of been having is, um, let's say around DJing. I think that's where it all kind of started, right? At one point in time, DJing was, was my passion. It was something that made me so incredibly happy. It was the thing that provided me with like relief after a long week. You know, it was the one thing I can count on that brought me joy in my life. And, and prior to the pandemic, that was beginning to change. And then obviously being away from it in the pandemic really kind of uh, allowed me to explore other parts of myself that maybe I was suppressing, 
holding on to maybe this old notion or this old idea of of you know around DJing and, and what made me happy, right? And I've recently kind of done a couple gigs here and there over the last few months. I, I've uh, really been very particular about where I'm playing and, and when, and and uh, you know, kind of trying to just maintain that that control and not it. You know, at this point, I'm blessed where I don't have to be in the club you know, three nights a week, every week, uh, you know, to, to make a living. Right. But, you know, for me, it was like, Hey, you know, I'll make uh, a couple extra bucks to supplement some income. And, and, uh, you know, I get to do something that I've, I've enjoyed for a long time. Right. But what's been happening with me recently, when I, I leave these gigs, I feel like incredibly sad, you know, and it's a weird thing. I, I walk to my car feeling sad after the gig and, and get into my car and this has been happening a couple of times and I kind of couldn't really wrap my brain around it. And I think it, it's this idea of, of kind of realizing it no longer serves me in the way that it did. Right. And I recognize that, OK, it's not providing me that same like adrenaline rush that it used to when people are going crazy in the club. You know, it's like, OK, it's, it's nice, but it's not that same feeling that that would happen. Right. And I think what was happening eternally for me was that I was really like mourning this thing that used to bring me so much joy right and and i think when i further explore it i'm experiencing a bit of a, a lack of fulfillment in, in certain parts of of my life because my programming has changed right and i've matured past a certain point my priorities have changed the things that make me happy that bring me joy have have changed, right? And I need to take my own advice in in this moment right now and embrace the the pivot and embrace it in a way that is far different than than I've ever done before, right? Like I'm at a place right now where I could get to do something that I love doing, podcasting and and uh, you know, and all that comes along with with that and and you know, working on a couple of different business ideas and and all the different things that I do, I, 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 I'm at a place right now where I don't necessarily feel the need to chase after the next gigantic goal, right? Uh, as far as my career is concerned, like I would be good, you know, um, maybe making a little bit more money, but I would be good for the most part, you know, with the schedule that I have and the freedom that I have that I've always been looking for. And and this platform that I get to to have and, and and share with 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 everyone who listens, you know, I would be good at this point. So the the lack of career fulfillment that I always had, you know, when I was chasing my dreams, has now been been you know uh, fulfilled. Not to sound too redundant, right? But that 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 chase is no longer there. That that burning hunger is is no longer there for my career per se in the way that it was now i'm still motivated i still want to grow and do do bigger things but not within this with the same level of sacrifice as before right so you know in the down moments recently i've been kind of like man like just something is is missing from from my life and and i would think like okay i need to like develop another business idea i need to get involved in this and uh, i would think okay that that little dopamine hit is what's going to get me uh, feeling great, right? And the reality is, like these things are no longer giving me that huge high that they used to. And uh, and I, I kind of been like working on like a number in my head where it was kind of like, all right, I think the pursuit of this job, this career, and everything that came along with it probably provided me with like ninety percent of the fulfillment that I was looking for, right? 
Uh, and it might not be that high, but that, that's just like a good round number. And then maybe like I was 10% still unfulfilled and I would still have those moments of depression and sadness. But, you know, the noise from the the pursuit kind of kept me away from that. And maybe it was more like 80, 20, 70, 30, whatever it was. Right. And, but the, my point being that, you know, I was getting such huge highs from the all the things that I was doing from the noise that, that came from from chasing these goals and and uh, and going at it full force, you know, from the time I woke up to the time I went to bed, that I was able to kind of block out maybe the the part of me that was unfulfilled. But now at this point in my life, you know, the the career things and uh, and the other things that I, I used to do that used to bring me that that joy are no longer, you know, giving me that same percentage of fulfillment, right? So maybe at one point it was at 80% fulfillment from from those uh, other endeavors in my career and being like, the ultimate hustler. Now maybe it's only providing me with like fifty percent fulfillment, right? And then the other half of the time, I'm I'm wondering what else is out there. You know what I mean? Like I need something else. And and basically, this is all a long way of saying that my life is currently out of balance in regards to what makes me at this point in my life happy, right? You know, I've I realized you know how much family matters to me, right? Spending time with my my parents and and uh, how I how I feel, you know, sad if I don't see them, uh, you know, uh, at least once a week, right? I, I recognize that I need that that time with them, you know, in my life that it brings me that joy when that wasn't necessarily the case, you know, just a few years ago, right? And and my relationship, you know, I realize that you know I feel fulfilled when I'm I'm with my my girlfriend, you know, when when she's here at the house, you know, uh, and, and when she's not here that, you know, I'm feeling a bit empty and I, I get I get in my head a lot more, right? You know, um and 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 then also, you know, recognizing that I have, you know, not really developed many friendships, right? A lot of my friendships were out of convenience where people that I work with, people that were in the industry and we would hang out a lot because we had similar schedules and knew similar people, right? And inevitably we just became, you know, buddies and, and not to take away anything from some of those friendships, but you know, now that the convenience aspect of it is gone, you know, I'm, I'm lacking that part in my life, right? You know, so this is all kind of a, a long-winded description of, of that idea of pivoting, but I'm realizing that I have to make a lifestyle pivot now, right? Where my career took up 90% of my day, my time, my mind share, you know, it now needs to take up far less of that, right? Because I have to create space for those other things that that give me joy at this point in my life, right? The, the, the family, the girlfriend, you know, the man, just working on my house, friendships, all of the above, right? Those were all things I didn't prioritize as much in the past, but, but now they're bringing me so much joy that I want more of them. And I need more of them for my own fulfillment, right? So it's not to say that I don't want to be career driven, but it's to say that my career and my drive and my goals no longer are the ruling factor of my life because no matter what goal I achieve, no matter how big it might be, I know that it's not going to provide me with the fulfillment that I want, right? Because I want balance at this point in my life. And again, goals are incredible. Goals are necessary. I will not stop chasing goals, but I think it becomes setting those boundaries around my career and the time that I put into it to make sure that it doesn't offset the other half of me that that needs that fulfillment at this point in my life, right? The other half of me that is starving 
for something outside of my career in order to feel happy. And, and that's a huge pivot for me. I, for maybe some people, they might just be like, hey, what's, what's the big deal about that, right? But for me, you know, I basically got everything that I needed at that time in my life from my job, right? I got my social life. I got my money, you know, uh, I got my dopamine hits. You know what I mean? I got my my validation. All were basically coming from my career, right? And and now that they no longer provide me that same level of happiness and joy and fulfillment and validation, it, it's time for me to pivot, you know, when it comes to my lifestyle and, and what I spend my time on and, and, you know, who I spend my time with. And that is like next level pivoting, right? Because I always talk about pivoting in the sense of your career and being open to the next opportunity, and the next one, and the next one, the next one, right? But but this is also now pivoting when it comes to your lifestyle and how it's set up and how you are placing value on on certain things over others, right? And and recognizing that your old programming has changed, right? The things that once fulfilled you no longer fulfill you, and it's time for you to level up and and figure out what this version of yourself needs, right? I think that's kind of the incredible and important aspect of of this this concept, right? And it's it's the same thing if you think about when you were a kid, you know, the things that made you happy and the things that you needed to find joy don't make you that happy at uh, you know, 25 or 30, right? And shit, when you were 25, what made you happy back then won't bring that same level of joy, at least not, you know, uh in the long run or or consistently won't bring you that same level of joy when you are 30 or 35, right? And and it goes on and on. We're all constantly evolving but i think we're not taught that you know our our mindset needs to shift right uh, as we evolve in life that we're probably going to want different things you know we may want to switch to a different career uh, uh, a different relationship you know we might outgrow each other whatever it is you know um different priorities in your life how you spend your time maybe you want to you know uh drop some friends because you guys just aren't on the same page anymore in this this you know part of your of your journey Right. We're, we're taught that we're like married to all of these different things that like, you know, uh, we're not supposed to outgrow certain things in our life. And, and to me, this is what I've begun to recognize as I get older is that like I have to begin to let go of some of that that old programming. And as much as I think I had myself figured out, the reality is, you know, it's always going to change and you're never going to completely have yourself figured out. You're always going to be surprising yourself. In, in some sort of way. And I think that's the, the beauty of life and, and the human experience. And then you have to allow yourself to surrender to, to that change and surrender to those feelings that you are, are experiencing and just embracing this next chapter of your life because that's where you're going to find that, that fulfillment that, that might be lacking for you right now. Now, I, I know I kind of, that was a, I wish I saved that for conclusions too. That was a good, good train of thought that I just had. Uh, with that said, let me, let me try and you know, correlate it all again. And, and kind of really put a, a, a stamp on it for, for our, uh, our conclusions too. But first, let's take a quick break and then we'll be right back. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my, look at that, he is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I often get asked why I'm such a big fan of wrestling. And it's all thanks to my grandma. Growing up, we would watch matches together. And that bond turned me into a lifelong fan. Hi. 
I'm Freddie Prince Jr., and on my podcast, Wrestling with Freddie, we know how important it is to have the right teammate because things can get pretty tricky quick. So, when things get complicated and you need help, State Farm gives you options. They show you what's possible for ensuring what matters to you. One of the things that matters to me? Sharing memories and revisiting wrestling's greatest moments. And with State Farm's support of the Michael Tura Podcast Network, I get to do just that. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Tura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. Tengo diabetes. Yo, asma. Estamos en riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca o tienes 65 años o más, estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocócica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocócica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar20 en español.com. Time for conclusions mm. All right, so I, I kind of feel like towards the end of that me this segment, if I can't pat myself on the back, I feel like I kind of nailed what I was trying to say, and I can't even remember it right now verbatim because it was just a train of thought. But I, I think overall, kind of the lessons from Michael Singer's book, The Surrender Experiment, to what I've been thinking about right now at this point in my life, you know. I think the idea of, of embracing the pivot, again, goes beyond just our careers, but then also goes into our evolution as a human being, right? And, and understanding that the things that make us happy now may not make us happy in five years or, or 10 years, right? And we may have to then pivot and adjust to give that version of ourselves the fulfillment that it needs, right? And there's nothing wrong with that, right? There's there's no guilt that should come along with having to to shed old skin in order to embrace, uh, you know, the 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 new layer, and and that's actually something to be celebrated, right? Because you're you're truly experiencing the 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 beauty of of the you know full experience of being a human being, right? Of being a true, full and evolved human being, and I think that's such such a, a a joyful thing, right? I think we all oftentimes will sort of glorify the past and and reminisce on the past and and think about it as like, you know, oh, those were the days, right? And I've I've been guilty of that, you know, uh throughout the course of my life just like anybody else has, you know. Uh, and 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 it's just like when people talk about when we think about old relationships, right? Uh that we we oftentimes uh forget about the bad aspects of it, right? Unless it was obviously like tremendously bad or like if you leave an old job you know you you might think about all like your favorite co-workers but you forget about how shitty it was day in and day out right anything like that right it, it, you we end up kind of like looking at the the past with rose-colored glasses i think that's what the what the saying is right and 
And I think that's why you see some people like continue to dive back into old relationships or uh, maybe, you know, never uh, leave a career or whatever, whatever it might be. You know, we end up glorifying other parts of our old parts of our lives or, or old programming. Right. But I, I, I look at it like this, like, have you ever gone out and and been like at the bar and like, man, it felt like, damn, I'm, I'm like the old person here. Right. Or or even if it's something like, you know, you feel underdressed in a particular situation. Right. And everybody's dressed up and you feel like, man, I'm like the odd one out here. You know, I, I, I think it's that same kind of realization of, of just feeling like, yeah, this particular situation is not working for me right now. Right. This doesn't feel like the ideal situation for me right now i'm not having fun here i'm not getting joy from this particular situation as it stands right now you know uh i i'm I'm not feeling comfortable in this bar i need to go to a different one that i feel more comfortable in right and even, even though you know this is where fucking uh Susie wanted to have her birthday it's like maybe we we plan on going to the wrong place how about we just pivot and go and check out this place i think we'd be a lot happier there right i guess a stupid and silly example but I think breaking things down like this in very simple concepts is, is often helpful. But it's, again, being unafraid to trust yourself and knowing that you need something else at this point in your life, right? And, and being unafraid of, of you know, uh, what happens if you let go of some of those older aspects of your life. And listen, I know it's hard if we're talking about, you know, friendships or jobs or whatever it is, but the the reality is, you know, those uncomfortable moments you might have during your transitionary period are are very small in comparison to the the joy that you're essentially stealing from yourself by by trying to hold on to them and, and trying to recreate you know your glory days. We all we all remember the person from high school who just talks about you know their glory days back in the in the high school days, you know, and and it's like their life has been like frozen in time in that moment, right? They've never grown past being the the star quarterback on the football field winning the state champion you know, championships their senior year, right? Their life is frozen in that time and nothing after that brings them that same level of joy. And I, I really do think it's because they've never embraced the pivot of getting older or embraced the pivot of, of finding something new uh, to, to chase after, right? And, and, and that's why they're, they're still searching for fulfillment in those those old moments right and 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 trying to relive those old moments to grasp onto whatever you know little bit of 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 ecstasy is left at the bottom of that that jar you know that they they had uh from from those days i don't mean literal ecstasy i mean like you know the the feeling that that came from them at that moment winning state championships or whatever and this is just an incredibly you know sad sad way to live and and i just picture myself again as the the dj when i go home or i get in my car and i'm just like man that was really disappointing and and to me it's like of course it's going to be disappointing because i'm having the mindset of expecting it to give me the same feeling and the same high as it as it did back when i was you know 25 right and and that just isn't how i'm wired anymore right it doesn't bring me that same level of joy like what would have really brought me joy in that moment would have been being on the on the couch eating takeout with my girl and, and my dog snoring next to us, right? That would that in the 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 twenty twenty two version of me, that's how I want to spend my Friday night. That's what brings me fucking joy, you know? And and 
that's okay, right? Like, I, I think, especially in that context, my ego might would take a hit, and that might be a thing holding me back because it's like, what if I lose my my spot as like you know uh, one of the top tier DJs that everybody knows in the area, right? And it's like that fear of, of taking that ego hit. But the reality is, I'm, I'm making myself miserable for something that really doesn't matter, right? I'm holding myself back from from pivoting to to the thing that's going to bring me that fulfillment that I, I really need right now, right? So that's this idea of, of embracing the pivot, you know, be it your career and, and being okay with various opportunities that were unplanned and just seeing, you know, where they go or in life, you know, uh, pivoting to, to the new version of yourself. That evolution uh, inevitably happens in our, our experience being human beings on this planet. And I hope that it made sense. I know I was a little bit like kind of long-winded towards the, the end there. Uh, but I, I definitely, you know, I think it's something to to think about if you've been struggling with, like, wondering what makes you happy anymore. It might be a time to kind of start having this conversation with yourself. Like, are you just trying to relive the old things that brought you joy? You know what I mean? Like, your palate has, has changed at this point, And maybe you're not feeling fulfilled because you're not, you know, uh, going out there and experiencing, you know, new cuisine, so to speak, right? And, and, and uh, your palate has, like, matured to a point that, you know, Outback no longer satisfies you, uh, you know, as a, as a meal that you would consider to be quality, right? You've, you've seen the other side at this point and you're starving literally in that, in that analogy for something else, right? And I think that that's kind of how you have to have to look at, at life. And again, it's, it's like the, the idea behind Michael Singer and this, uh, and the surrender experiment, you know, you, you can't push against life, right? The, the inevitable ends up happening. Life uh, throws good and bad things at you, you know, and I think that the moments where we feel unfulfilled or unhappy, it, it's when we're kind of like, you know, swimming against the current of life, right? And and we sometimes just have to let go and trust that life, uh, you know, is, is bringing us to where we're supposed to be. And, and it might be a bumpy road along the way, but inevitably it will present us with with things beyond our, our wildest dreams. And as long as we're not fighting against it, you know, fighting against that that growth and, and the opportunities and new versions of ourselves, you know, we will undoubtedly end up exactly where we're supposed to be, happy and fulfilled. Man, now with that said, I hope that that was helpful for, for some of y'all. I hope that it touched a nerve for, for some of y'all. Again, I think I've touched on these concepts a bit in different episodes, but I feel like now at this point, some of the conversations I've been having recently and just realizations in general, I feel a lot more qualified and I feel like I have the vocabulary to really bring it to you in a more concise way. And I hope that that's what that whole thing was for you, man. But thank you all so much for tuning in. Uh, uh, we have a few more weeks left in in this first season that we're going to take a little bit of a break uh, and then we'll be back for season two. So I'm really excited about that. We got picked up for season two. So exciting times. Thank you all so much for your support. As always, Dramos.com if you want some merch, at DJ Dramos on Instagram if you want to be a part of the conversations we have on the show. And wherever you are listening, watching, like, comment, subscribe, please. It helps the show out. Share it with a friend. We always appreciate you. And I'll catch you all on Thursday for our Thursday Trends episode. So then, stay safe. Peace. Life as a Gringo is a production of iHeart's My Cultura Podcast Network. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! 
And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Tengo diabetes. Yo, asma. Estamos, Estamos en riesgo, riesgo de contraer, contraer la neumonía neumocósica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca o tienes 65 años o más, estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocósica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocósica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar20 en español.com. Professional wrestling, like real life, is full of surprises. Hi, everyone. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. And it's no surprise I can talk wrestling all day, any day. Kind of like how State Farm agents can talk insurance and help you choose the right coverage. When it comes to important insurance decisions, let State Farm support you with the coverage you need backed with 24-7 support. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. 